Well, hello. Welcome to the Bold Men's Podcast. Oh, yeah. Sitting around the table, we have the, the gang back. It's the three guys. We've the got three amigos. We've got Larry Hyler. It is great to be back. We've got guys. Joe Graves. Yes. And John. Uh, man, it's been a while since all three of us have sat at this table, but we're back. Yeah, somebody's uh, been again. missing for a while. I know. Ooh. <laughs> I, I know, I know. We won't we won't say any names, Larry. But uh, you might know them, Larry. I look for him. <laughs> yeah. Listen, man, it's been good. Uh, we we've missed. Uh, I've missed the fellowship with you guys. Yeah, I have. Too. Uh, I'm I'm glad we're back at it. Uh, it's I been good. Too. It's always good when the three of us sit together and we yeah, study the word together. It's, it's always good. It is always good. Hey, look, we are in Philippians chapter two. I will be starting today in verse nineteen through verse 30. Uh, listener, if you haven't uh, read that uh, uh, recently, I, I'd encourage you, if you can, to pause this, go and read Philippians chapter 2, verses 19 through 30, and then come back in as we as we discuss it. Uh, with that being said, let's dive in. Joe, yeah. where are we? Well, uh, we're in the book of Philippians, if I could say it. And, uh, you know, we've been talking about how do we live this life out and what does it mean to be a Christian? You know, what what is our posture with mm-hmm. Christ? We talked a lot about Christian humility and being a light in the world. And now Paul, after, uh, after dealing with some of this, how he's being poured out as a, as a sacrifice— even right now that he was being poured yeah. out as a sacrifice to them, he's going to talk about a couple guys that have meant a lot mm-hmm. to his ministry yeah. and continue to be continue to be a lot uh, of of help to him. So we're going to talk about Timothy and Epaphroditus today, mm-hmm. and and kind of the why Paul is doing what he's doing with with these guys. So yeah. yeah. Well, well, great. Yeah, go go ahead. Well, great. Let's let's read a couple and then we'll chat about yeah. it. Okay? Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Second, uh, let's see. Philippians chapter two, verse nineteen. But I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon, so that I might be encouraged when I know your circumstances. For I have no one who will sincerely be concerned about your circumstances, for they all seek their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. But you know His proven character. That like a child with a father, he served me for the gospel, and therefore I hope to send him to you at once, uh, as soon as I, as soon as I see my circumstances, and I am convinced in the Lord that I myself will will arrive shortly. Also, yes, yes, it's a good it's a good segment. So first, he starts off with that he hopes to send Timothy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Now, who is Timothy? Because you know. If you know anything about the Bible, you know there are a couple books uh, named Timothy, right, written by Paul. Um, So this is the first time in this book that he's mentioned Timothy. Uh, Who was he, John? Yeah, well, well, uh, Timothy is a young man that he encounters. The first interaction we have with him is in Acts uh, chapter 12, 13-ish, I think. Yes, uh, he's a Gentile uh, convert, uh, and he is the the one who, uh, um, kind of like the the big deal, vast one ish, uh, to become a Jewish Christian 
convert in that he's circumcised right uh, uh, in order to be accepted by the Jewish crowd. Yeah, there's an interesting story behind that as well, why mm-hmm. he was circumcised. Yeah. Uh, but we won't go into that right now. Yeah. But why was Paul sending him to Philippi? Why was he wanting to is, is the question, you know. Yeah. And um, he says here that he, he wants to be encouraged by the, yeah. the news about what's going on in that church. Well, if you think about the church structure and organization uh, throughout the first century, you see that as we, if you, well, you all remember when we went through Acts, we, we saw that as the gospel spreads, the apostolic authority lessens, and the local authority is, right. is elevated, right? And so, uh, you know, Timothy is kind of like a pastor being sent to a congregation, mm-hmm. right? Um, the local authority is there with the elders in the church, and that's what we read about when we read in, Tim- in the, the, the letters that are written to Timothy. Um, but but uh, uh, Timothy's being sent as a representation or rep- a representative of, of Paul, uh, who is kind of the the last official, or not the last, but the well, he the, was the kind of their leadership authority, right? right? There's a right. church hierarchy that's existing at this point that doesn't exist today. So I find verse twenty one or verse twenty kind of interesting. He says he has no one else that's like minded, yeah. that that can look mm-hmm. after their yeah. interests, that I, can care about them, right? Yeah. I find that very interesting that. He has to send somebody from his side to the Philippian church, you know, to to care about those those interests. Mm-hmm. And what were those interests, right? I mean, what was Paul well, interested in seeing happen yeah. in the church in Philippi? Well, he 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 had no issues with the church, as far as I know. Right, right. No. He just no, sent them to not. encourage them and to be encouraged by the report he got back. And then obviously Timothy is his top guy. Yeah. In all his uh well he's a pastor. Yeah, right? but he's I mean, his he's... top convert. I mean, he's has yeah. full trust uh my son that, in the faith. He's my son uh, in the faith. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, this goes back to the previous section where he says, "Hey, look, do do all things without grumbling and disputing, you know, have a unity about you for the sake of the gospel, be set apart from the crooked and perverted generation." And so these things, when he talks about here, probably referring to the think, things that think, think have for been a second, before mentioned. Not to interrupt, John. Think for a second, sending somebody to another, to a fledgling church, mm-hmm. and just hoping and praying they don't go off the rails. Yeah. Think yeah. about all the that, things that Paul and Timothy had seen in Ephesus, right? I mean, this, this was a big deal. Ephesus was a major center for Diana. I mean, this this was a, a very secular society. They were off the rails. And so Timothy coming to Philippi, you know, this, remember, this is like a little tiny community, right? Yeah, this yeah. isn't a major, this is a little retirement type community. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, sure, they had pagan worship here, but... Maybe Timothy had a few things to share for the culture to say, "Hey, this these are some pitfalls you can you can run into." Yeah, Watch or, out for or just fresh blood. Like sometimes, sure. fresh blood. Listen, when when we're in the midst of it, sometimes we don't see appropriately right. what's going on around us. Blind spots. Well, we're like a, a, a frog in water. 
as the water gets mm-hmm. hotter and hotter, we don't jump out, right? That's right. Because we become accustomed to it. And so sometimes an outside perspective of a situation is so incredibly beneficial. We all know that in our in other areas of our yeah. life. Yeah. You know, uh, at Toyota, you often, I assume, would have outsiders come in and look at how things work. And I think any factory or any business that I'm familiar with, they generally do that. You have right. outside audits. You have outside. And uh, uh, in the church world, we have... Uh, it's not uncommon for uh, attorneys' offices to come in and a church to hire an attorney to kind of audit and look through and make sure everything's above above board sure. because we become complacent yeah. in our setting. And Timothy's going to serve as that catalyst to say, "Okay, hey guys, listen, you don't see this, but you, but really the disunity here about this is dangerous. It's problematic. It needs to be addressed." Yeah. Yep. So. No, go ahead. One of the cool things is he says no one uh, will be uh, sincerely concerned about your circumstances. And then there's a clause here, for they all seek their own interests, not those of Jesus. Yeah. and I mean, that's a sad reality of Christianity. But don't we see it today in the church? Yeah. Unfortunately. You know, we we see a lot of that going on. Uh, people are, that are self-seeking and building themselves up. and 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 I think that there's more emphasis here. That Paul's concerned about when he goes, what's he going to say? Mm-hmm. He's not going. He's not there. You don't have social media. You don't have two-way yeah. radios, telephone. Is he going to? Is he going to? Is he going to be straight down the middle with these guys? I mean, yeah, like you said right. today, it's like sending somebody to represent Leesburg to do yeah. something. Yeah, you want to make sure, John. Yeah, that you know when they get in front of people what they're going to say. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a big deal. And Timothy's got proven character. Yes, you know him. You this, know this guy, so yes. you can trust the yeah, words And Paul he's can say. rest assured mm-hmm. that. Well, yeah, he even says in verse 22 that you know his proven character. Yes. You know Timothy and his proven character because he served with me like a son to a father. You know, he is, he's got that relationship and he knows. And he knows that the Philippian church understands who Timothy is as yeah, well. Right. So that's why Timothy is going. To Philippi. That's why he wants to send him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, not to make too big a deal about it, but it is important that you know to show hospitality to people when they come in like that to a church. Yeah, and I think Paul wanted to encourage them. Hey, take care of Timothy when he comes. This is my number one yeah. guy. Yeah, this yeah. guy has got a message. When for you, you talk, when you he's when you see him, you see me. Yeah, in character right. yeah. and indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You know, I I love that relationship with between Paul and Timothy. Mm-hmm. We need to see more of that sure. within the church. You know, uh, the older generation taking the younger generation under their wing and fostering that relationship like a father and son. And the and the end product of that relationship is the mentality or the demeanor mm-hmm. that is contrasting with those who seek their own interests. Yes. I mean, we're talking. We're having this discussion right on the heels of on our Sunday services. We're talking about our values, mm-hmm. and yesterday we talked about the, the, one of our key values or core values is uh, is service. Right. That's right. Uh, uh, enlisting, uh, locking arms with one another, gifted service, being involved. Not just uh, in, in our jargon today, we say uh, a consumer mindset. 
so many people are just consumers and they come and they ask, well, what's about me? What do I get? What do I get? <laughs> well, right. I don't like this. I don't like that. Or I want this or I want that. I want to sing more songs or, you know, whatever. You, you preach too long or whatever that situation is. Consumer seeking their own interests. Yep. And so oftentimes people will say things like that to me, you know, mm-hmm. like, well, I don't like this about, or I don't, well, what can you do to improve sure. the environment? You know, you're, you're worried or, or, about... Or well, maybe it's not about you. Maybe it's not about... Maybe, maybe What about somebody about, else that needs that? Well, I don't that. like that song. Oh, well, we weren't singing it to you, so... <laughs> you we know. were singing it to him. I, uh, people are so self-centered, they need that spotlight taken off of themselves and put on to the what's happening around them. Because there's a lot of stuff they don't understand. Yeah. You know, you may walk into a church and there might be a lot of stuff going on that you don't even know. But other people do. And so that's a lot of times why things are happening. But think yeah. about how normal it is to think about my own interests. I mean, of course, that's normal, right? Mm-hmm. In fact, it, that's the standard by which we're to uh, love our neighbor, right? We, we know how to love ourselves, how to be self-interested. And Jesus says, okay, listen, love your neighbor the way you love yourself, right? We understand that. But, under, but think about how big of a deal this is. In, in that, remember when Jesus is being tempted by, by Satan, uh, Matthew 3. And uh, he says, hey, Jesus, listen, hey, I know who you, who you are. But say to this bread, or this rock be, become bread, and, and, and you, can be sustain, you can be fulfilled. You can have substance. You can, like, you can, listen, I know you're hungry. There's an easy fix for that, Jesus. Show Here your authority. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Here it is. Be concerned about your own interests. Yep. And Jesus said, mm, yeah, mm, however, yeah, yep. Scripture says man doesn't live by bread alone, but the very word of God. Uh, uh, Jesus gives us a model to break free from the self-interested yeah. that's right. default that, yeah. we're, that we're in. And, and I think that's it's, – but sometimes we forget that model because we think – when we look at Jesus, we we look at what what he did for me. Yes, but if it stops with me, then what am I considering? You've missed, you've missed I'm, the I'm whole. I'm still looking at self interest. Yep. You know what I mean? You've missed it. Do we have any concern for the people that are around us on sure, a daily yeah. basis? Yeah. You know, do Isn't that, are, can we take our eyes off ourselves long enough to see how your brother is hurting? Right beside you, yeah. or going not to necessarily hell. in the church. Just I mean, around you yeah. on a daily basis, yeah, sure. people around you that are hurting, oh, man. But in verses twenty three and twenty four, Paul was was looking to send Timothy as soon as possible, but he he was hesitant on whether saying that he could come or not. And mm-hmm. why was that? What what was he waiting on to find out? Acquittal, an acquittal, or, or uh, something. Yeah. So. Pro- Paul was in Rome, right? (laughs) Paul was like under house arrest in Rome, couldn't Mm -hmm. leave really. Mm -hmm. He was tied up. Uh, Otherwise, he (laughs) says he would, hey, uh, you know, I would come to you soon. Yeah. But I think Paul knew, he said several times in other places, I'm going to die here, right? He he knew he was going to Rome for the end. But so uh, clearly he's, he, he has this desire to go to Philippi. Mm-hmm. Just to plow into these people, 
He, he, knows, loved, he loved these people. He, yeah, absolutely. Truly. He really did. But, this was one of his favorite bunch of folks right here. But he knew that he couldn't, so yep. he's sending someone. That's the key. So yep. verse 25. Well, so, so he looks forward to sending Timothy, but in verse 25 we see who he sends. Sure, yeah, he can, right? So, it so says, Timothy's not being sent yet. He's he's right. open to send Timothy soon. But here's, in that stand, here's, here's verse 25. Yeah, he said, but I considered it necessary to send you Epaphroditus, my brother, co-worker, and fellow soldier, as well as your messenger and minister to my need, since he has been longing for all of you and was distressed because you heard he was sick. Indeed, he was so sick he nearly died. However, God had mercy on him, and not only on him, but also on me, so that I would not have sorrow upon sorrow. So for this reason, I am very eager to send him to you so that you may rejoice again when you see him, and I may be less anxious. He says, therefore, welcome him in the Lord and greet him with joy and hold people like him in honor because he came close to death for the work of Christ, risking his life to make up what was lacking in your ministry to me. Now, there's a lot going on there, right? (laughs) (laughs) But this this is the section on Epaphroditus. Who was he? What do we know about Epaphroditus? Well, he's a brother. Speaks of him as okay. a brother, a worker, a fellow soldier. I mean, we know surprisingly yeah. little about this guy. Yeah, surprisingly. Yeah. Here's what we know from what Paul has said there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Epaphroditus is part of the Philippian church. He has been sent to Paul by the Philippian church to care for Paul while he's in chains. Mm-hmm. Uh, while he was there with Paul, Epaphroditus became ill to the point of death. And we know that the church in Philippi heard about that. They're concerned. They're mm-hmm. anxious. Oh no! What's good? so? He's a well-loved guy there right. in the church, and so now he's a being minister sent back. to them. Right? Yeah. He actually was probably like a pastor, right? I mean, to or, yeah, to the church, perhaps, yeah, something of that nature, or at least an elder or something like that within the church. Someone, yeah, something. A, a leader of yeah, some sort, some teacher. Sort. Whatever it is, he was, uh, but he left to go minister to DePaul. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, why would he leave his church and go to Rome so far away, you know, to minister to someone that really had never been to Philippi, right? I mean, not that we know of. I, I mean, it might be, and I'm just kind of shooting from the hip. I okay. don't know. Don't take this too. But I, I would doubt. I would doubt that he's the pastor or elder okay. there because um, those roles are crucial in a local setting. Sure. I would suspect he's probably a a deacon of the church. Or right? an evangelist maybe? or M- Maybe, but he's not evangelizing. He's serving, right? Okay. So as a servant heart, so, so he's going to Paul. Remember in Acts, was it Acts 6, when, when uh, the disciples or the apostles are confirm, hey, the widows are being neglected. Yeah, that, yeah. And their response was, hey, listen. Uh, we need uh, to, these guys need to do this. We're, we're, we need- we're, why would we neglect the word of God and prayer mm-hmm. in order to right. serve tables, right? It's good. It needs to be done. So yeah. let's bring up diaconosis. Diaconize. What, di, uh, I don't know. Diacon, diaconus. <laughs> uh, let's, let's bring up deacons. And you're probably correct in that. And so that, these are servants yeah. with a specific task. Yeah. 
that are that are so uh, Biggie here is probably a deacon of sorts who is a servant, a caretaker of sorts, a someone who's able trusted, to make the journey a trusted and a trusted. And obviously, he brought a gift, yeah. so. Uh, you know, so, or something. He he's took probably something that him. role. But but here's the big thing here. Paul saying, "Hey, look, I'm sending you back to. I'm sending him back to you because we know. I know you love him, and he loves you all. And and he was worried for you because you were grieving his illness. Mm-hmm. Well, he's back. He's been restored. And he's been restored so that uh, grief isn't compounded here. Yes. While I'm in chains, if you were to die, holy cow, that church would be so grieved, and I would be grieved. You know." And so, for all of our hearts and our sanity, I'm sending him back. Uh, thank you. Yeah. I love you. The the question <laughs> here, I would ask, just throw it out here onto the onto the table between us. If you were to go, and and if you're listening to this, ask yourself this question: If you were to go somewhere and you got sick to the point of death, would anybody in the church that you go to? even care i hope so i do too <laughs> are someone, you in a I, are you besides my wife and kids <laughs> yeah i mean i would hope i would hope but are are you in a an integral part of your church to where it would hurt if you got sick to the point of death like oh man larry man <laughs> you, you are so sick i don't know i, I, just, I don't i don't know i don't you listen know. i just came back from sabbatical i was gone for four weeks and it's like nothing missed a beat. I don't. I can't, well, maybe not. <laughs> let me just tell you no. from my, from my perspective, there was a huge gap in the ministry while you were out. I don't know, man. I things look pretty smooth when I came back. <laughs> the, don't don't kid. There yourself. were a lot of people filling in roles. Yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. kid yourself. Brother. That while you were out, I, there were a lot of roles being filled. Where people maybe got a greater appreciation for you, so maybe that sabbatical served two purposes. Yeah, I don't know, buddy. Use some maybe. rest and other people to appreciate just how yes, much you, but that's how much a, you do. <laughs> yeah, but that is a good question. Like, okay, are you are you a consumer or do you do you produce within your church? Yeah, yeah. Big E here is definitely a producer. He, he is a right? producer. He is a servant at least that is willing to 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 go and do. Yeah. And, you know, you know, I think of faithful volunteers we've got at Leesburg. Roxy Irvin, for example, you might not know Roxy from know from anybody, been, but I mean, she just kind of—I'm sure. I'd, I'd say seventy-nine percent of people at Leesburg would not be able to pick Roxy out of a lineup. Uh, but she's every amazing. week, she has faithfully for forty years. Yeah, that's what Sammy mentioned. Been that. there yeah. and and been? and and filled communion cups and and just walks all doesn't. I don't need any pat yeah. on the back. I don't yeah. need anything. Something I'm just else. here to. Yeah. It's those integral void. cogs. Gosh. I mean, every week. Beautiful. And you would never, beautiful. you would never, it's yeah. one of those things. Yes. You would never know until it's not done. That's the beauty. You know? That's the beauty yeah. that Christ talks about in church right there. Yeah. That's a picture. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know. Humble service. It, it yeah. is, it is a good question, and we need to ask ourselves that. Would you be missed if you disappeared? You know, tomorrow? Sammy, really, yesterday, I was, was it him or you talking about, it was him. Was it good? Yeah, it was great. It was me. It was it was great. It was talking about you know, and I've said this I've I've, I've said this so many times. You got the and people go, why is the church, you know, the way she is? And because you're you got one arm in a cast and you got one leg being yeah. drugged behind you, yeah, and you can't see out of one eye, and yeah. you've got cancer, yeah. 
and and it's 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 all she can do is to you know, and I don't get what you can't under because Sammy made it clear, God used the analogy of the body, the human makeup, to picture this. It's a, a child can understand this, and and he, but you still you know you just just drift off and I'm not being but I just you, you know to, you 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 never you might not appreciate your dominant hand until you can't use it. That's right. You know there what I mean? You go. That's right. That's right. Uh, you you don't appreciate things until they're not working. I mean, I mean, I I'm telling you what you know. And then sometimes you get so used to things not working, you just accept you know, that's the way I, it is. I don't, I'm not going to I'm not going to harp on this, but I want to say, you know how many times oh, in that harping. short month you were gone that I like I can't call him. I was right <laughs> on the edge of sending you a text. Or I can't. Calling I can't call him. I can't. I gotta go. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, well, I'm, it's good to know you guys miss me. Absolutely. Oh, I, I, you know, I, my friends are gone. I had a, a month of no friendship. It was well, rough, brother. I, <laughs> it was tough not reaching out and saying, "Hey, uh, John," and not John. only to say, "Hey, John," but man, I need, I need you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tables and chairs. Yeah. Tables and chairs. <laughs> you know, something interesting here. Oh um, goodness. I, I don't know, maybe it's just in the translation. John, would you read verse 30 for me? Because on the account, uh, I'm sorry, um, verse 30. Uh-huh. Because on account of the work of Christ, he came near to the point of death, risking his life in order that he might make up for your inability to serve me. So, yeah, maybe it's just the translation. Mine says, to make up what was lacking in your ministry to me. Mm-hmm. Um the tone there, you know, Paul's tone toward toward the Philippian church just kind of was like a little bit of a rub there, maybe a little bit of, you know, you all just weren't getting it done a little bit. It's the tone that, that I'm getting off of it, but I think it might just be the translation. I, I think it is. I don't think Paul is criticizing them. This is in the midst of praising them for sending Biggie. And so I don't think it's a criticism. Right. Uh, for their lack of, you know, like the way it's translated there. Uh, hold on. Uh, your inability to, to serve me. Is that what he says? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, you're, it, it, he's making it, in that translation, it's making it sound like it yeah, was an inability yeah. to, to, to do it. But, but. but they are unable because right. of proximity. Yeah. Right? It's what, uh, how many yeah. miles from Rome? It's Well, well you know, and it pretty much it's, it's like... <laughs> What what was lacking was the gift that needed to get to Paul, and until it's done, it's not done. It's you can't just say, "Well, that was really good intentions. We wanted to send Paul a gift," but until the gift got there, mm-hmm. right? I mean, yeah. and that yeah. that goes that goes for us. Boy, that was a really good. I you know we were talking and praying about that it was really good, and then just walk away. No, I mean we have to finish through with what God's given us to do. Yes. And, and to the Follow job's through. not done until it's done. Yeah. I, I think the big idea there is that they, they are unable um, because of their absence, their physical absence from him. Um, he might, yeah, that's, that's what I'm seeing here, that it's proximity. Yeah, like 5,000 miles. Oh, my gosh, are you kidding I'm, I just looked it up. The distance between Rome and Ephesus is 5,080 miles. 
Well. Oh, my gosh. I mean, think about that journey. I mean. But it says here no. on down, it says 1,340 kilometers. That's got to be closer. No, I, I don't know why it says that. Yeah, but it's it's it's. So it's, it's Philip. That's it's Philippi, more like about five hundred miles. You're talking Philippi to Rome, not Ephesus. He's going from Philippi, right? Oh, that's correct. Philippi. Yeah, yeah. Philippi's up here. Ephesus is another five hundred miles away. But still, that's a long, stinking way, especially sure. by a camel. Yeah, or whatever. You know. Wow. Yeah, I think I got, I had it wrong. I typed in the wrong thing. <laughs> anyway, it was a long way. Five, six hundred miles. It was it was a long way. That's a way. long ways. And you know, you're talking about taking a boat. They wouldn't have taken that on land. They would have gotten a boat and had to go all the way around, around Greece. Yep. All the way around Italy. Yep. And then go up into and that. We know what that Rome. was back in those days. Yeah, that I was mean, just, yeah. yeah. So a horrendous journey, three yeah. months journey to, to make a, a boat trip. And then you'd been stuck there for a year because the way the waters flowed, you had to wait to next year for the waters and you couldn't, to be right. Yeah. And and I'm sure the the line wasn't around the corner to line up for that job. Right. Yeah, that's right. So that you know, so this was a big deal. Yeah. Epaphroditus going to Rome to minister to Paul was a big yeah. deal. That was an expensive journey. It would have been an expensive ticket to to sail. And to get there, it would and we been, shouldn't think of being risky, in prison as risky. like the American prison system where you get three hots in a cot. You know what I mean? Yeah, this like, was th- this oh, is no. different. Like you this are is a dungeon. Uh, some have argued that uh, that that this prison is um, like your maintenance is not provided by the Roman government. Like they're not going to mm. feed you and clothe you. It's the benefactors like this. E in the church who are going to keep you fed yeah. while you are awaiting sentencing or whatever. You know what I mean? It's not a yep. big prison industrial complex like we have in in America today. Absolutely. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. So that's kind of where we're at. Um, Paul is just concerned about the Philippian church and sending Epaphroditus, definitely sending him back immediately, and wants to send Timothy in the near future to minister to them, to give them a teaching they need. And he's going to carry forward from this about knowing Christ and, and what that entails for, for their church. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Well, listen, that's yeah. Philippians chapter 2. Join us next time while we talk about chapter 3, verses what, Joe? 1 through 11. 1 through 11. Well, we'll see you next time. As always, join us on Monday nights at 6 o'clock here at The Hub. And until next time, be bold. Be bold, brothers. Be bold, brothers.